Welcome to Fangs and Folklore with your spooky host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster and paranormal. We give you pint-sized, bite-sized pieces of supernatural monster lore, exploring their origins, their history, and their meaning to the human condition. Listen, if you dare. <laughs> Welcome to Fangs and Folklore. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. Okay, let's cut out the Transylvania Dracula accent. I'm Matthew Miller, your host here at Fangs and Folklore. Thanks for tuning in to this very special edition where I will be reading a selection from Volume 4 of my series, The Gravediggers. Volume 4 is coming out any day now. I know I've been saying that for a while, but I really mean it this time. <laughs> so The Gravediggers series, it's a horror comedy series about a group of failed punk rockers who keep running into these... Uh, monsters and creatures of the night, and the ridiculous antics, and the scary times that it brings them. Uh, it's available on Amazon. The first book of the series is called Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story. And uh, this one, the fourth volume, is entitled Paranoid, a punk rock goblin story. You can find all these on Amazon. Start with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story by Matthew Miller. Yeah, they're all free on uh, with Kindle Unlimited, cheap on Kindle or in paperback. And as I've been doing with Fangs and Folklore recently, the wine review to begin the episode. Today's selection is called uh, the 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 the, the vintner, the, the house of uh, wine house is called Prieure de Sénac, which is Sénac Priory in French. It's Malbec, and the uh, Cahors is the uh, denomination Cahors. So Malbec, uh, you might think I'm a huge fan of Malbec because it's two out of the three wine reviews have been Malbec. I like it. I'm not a, I'm like obsessed with it. Uh, it just happens to often be a very good value, very good wine for the money. And this particular wine, by the way, it's a 20, what is it, 2018, and it was rated uh, 93 by Wine Enthusiast, and I picked it up for 8 bucks, which is really good. Okay, here's, uh, so we're here in the... Um, the Fangs and Folklore studio in the basement of the abandoned castle in the forest that I stumbled upon with the, uh, with, well, you know, the wall. Uh, the goblet I found in the hidden room upstairs that looks very strikingly and uh, uh, disturbingly like a human skull. But anyway, uh, the wine is in already, so let's, uh, let's have a good sniff. Mm, I'm detecting very strong cherry here, dark cherry, black cherry. All right, that's the predominant predominant note on the nose. All right, let's take a sip. All right, one more. Well, that's really nice. It's really good. Okay, so the alcohol, first of all, I don't know the alcohol content, but it's definitely there on the first part of the sip. Um, there's some oak there too. Definitely aged in oak, I can tell. And again, just like on the nose, black cherry, very prominent, as well as um, dark plum, rich, dark fruits like that. Uh, maybe some blackberry, the slightest hint of raspberry, but not a lot. And 
Paul left on his beer run. As he strolled down St. Charles Avenue in the spring sun, not having a care in the world except which brand of beer to buy, he saw a woman crossing the street toward him. More accurately, she was stumbling slowly across the street, her eyes dreamy and unfocused. Paul's first thought was, zombie, but she was definitely fresh and alive. She was, however, totally out of it, as if she were sleepwalking with her eyes open. This incident would normally, of course, be par for the course in New Orleans. Paul assumed that she was either drunk or high, or maybe even just extremely hungover, were it not for the fact that she was about to walk across streetcar tracks in the neutral ground, in the middle of the avenue. Again, this would be perfectly normal. Countless people walk across the tracks daily. The problem, however, was that a streetcar named Destiny was rumbling down the tracks, right toward the woman, who had now stopped in the middle of the tracks. She was looking up at the oak tree canopy with a chimerical smile and soporific eyes. Paul knew two things about the New Orleans streetcars. First, they were a convenient and inexpensive way to get around the major streets of the city. Second, the drivers were homicidically maniacal, refusing to stop for human or automobile, choosing instead to ring their deafening, threatening bells at anyone or anything in the way, assuming that the pedestrian or driver would be smart enough to choose not to be run over. Almost always it worked. Paul had seen, time and again, the impossible ballet of streetcar and pedestrian, the former often missing the latter by inches. Neither the driver nor the walker bothered in the slightest bit. The problem here, though, was that the woman was no regular pedestrian. She was completely oblivious to the approaching streetcar, to its two tons of lumbering steel and wood, to its determined lunatic driver. Well, shit, muttered Paul. This won't end well. That's a selection from some, toward the first of the volume. What happens with Paul? What happens with this woman? And why is she walking around in a daze as if she's walking, sleepwalking? Well, read the book and you'll find out. And also, my neighbors are very loud outside right now, so if you pick that up, I apologize. I don't have a professional studio. Uh, I have a little setup here in the basement of the, the abandoned castle, as you know. So um, the neighbors, well, the neighbors would be some hikers in the forest, I suppose. That's who's making that noise outside. So yeah, um, thank you for uh, tuning in. Also, please be sure to check out the books on Amazon, beginning with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story by Matthew Miller. And I thank you for the... the uh, yeah, I, I better go. Uh, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time. <laughs>